Chronicles, a Demon Slayer podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chaz. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Demon Slayer, Season 1, Episode 22, Master of the Mansion. Master of the Mansion. Now, is this the Butterfly Mansion? I don't believe so, no. You think there's another off-site location that is the Butterfly Mansion? If the Master of the Mansion is part of the butterfly crusade i'm gonna yeah. be a little upset so i, I mean we so. never saw well, the we never... cast of characters that we needed to take to the butterfly mansion for healing and stuff but we right. saw a cast of characters that were with those people i do believe you said that uh inosuke and zenitsu were mm-hmm. going to the butterfly yeah. mansion and they were nowhere to be found along with all the other ones that needed to heal and stuff like that couldn't see them so yeah i mean i just wanted to make sure because that means we're dealing with two at least yeah. two mansions. During the episode, they called it headquarters. They never once said anything about butterflies, so hopefully... And it didn't look that, that butterfly because I was yeah. on the lookout, because you know last episode, I was like, yeah, take me to the butterfly mansion. Didn't see a whole lot of butterflies. Like this episode, like the new cast of characters and stuff, but I will be on the lookout for more mansions. Did you get all of their names on the first go Got all of them right okay. here, yeah. I Just off the dome? Definitely will not be talking about which kind of... Uh, you know, demon slaying powers they have, uh, what kind of Hashira they are. Definitely have all the first Hashira, and last names. Hashira. That's every time I hear that word, I just think of that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's from? If you think that I'll be referring to him as the wind Hashira, you're wrong. <laughs> you're going to be calling him by his full name. That one that had 17 letters that they put on my subtitles multiple times, and I definitely typed out. Now, Master of the Mansion, I thought Hugh Hefner was coming out. That's all I could think of. Really? That as well. I, yeah. That's a reference that I got to be honest went over my head. Okay. You don't what, know who Hugh Hefner is? Well, no, I mean, I've heard the name, but what did he He's, have to do in connection with a mansion? Playboy Mansion. He was the, uh, the guy. He was the guy? He was the guy. Uh, he owned Playboy. He mansion. owned the Playboy. Does he own Playboy? Or did he own Playboy? Well, he's dead. So well, yeah, let's respect why, the dead. And I figured he was, so that's why I changed it to did he own Playboy. He did. He was a. Uh, I mean, at the end of his career, he's probably an 85-year-old man still just slinging, slinging cock. Hugh Hefner is does sound like a guy that was slinging cock up until the day that he demise, yeah. he met his demise. And I don't know how he died, but I imagine it's had something to do with Viagra. The good news about this said mansion is that I'm not picking up on any kind of playboy vibes. Not at all. Everyone Actually, the exact have, opposite. Yeah, everyone seems to have a pretty great respect for each other and themselves. And for the master, which I think a lot of people had great respect for Hugh as well. How could you not? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. So we got Tanji. He's knocked out. He's laying on the ground, um, and he's rudely awakened by a member of the cleanup crew. Now, did you have a name for the cleanup crew, or do you just call him the cleanup? I just call him the cleanup crew until they tell me further, uh, furthermore. And I think most of them are probably at the Butterfly Mansion. I agree. I think this guy's a little bit out of pocket right now like he shouldn't really well, a be a little bit too much attitude for someone who i think they you know expressly said last episode like these guys are not that sick with it they don't have the skills required to even touch a demon slayer um level but, so we just make them like put band-aids on people and give injections that they don't even concoct themselves it's literally like shinobu who's like oh by yeah. the way i made this immunization and they're like all right well you can definitely spread that around and i like to think that they don't even know this guy's name he just so happened to be the one cleanup guy that was nearest to tanjiro they're like hey you you're the one that's gonna take him he was just like best at like he had a setup that he could carry tanji and the box yeah so they're like you go ahead and go like let's not stop in the middle of the road and do pass offs you just take him so yeah he's rudely awakened by him and he's got like you said a terrible attitude tells him to wake the hell up. Yeah, I mean, which is just think about the night that Tanji <laughs> just endured. He literally just fought a lower five demon, blood moon demon, and he's trying to hit him with the mean version of "get up, sleepyhead." Like he yeah. didn't even give him one of those. Yeah, and then we got a brightly sounding gentleman. Okay, they do a little thing right here where we hear the perspective of about five or six of the Hashiras, but they're not showing their face yet. Yeah, the anticipation levels were high. Um, it still worked, even though they showed us them last episode. I was still, like, I was chomping at the bit to get to see him again. 
And when they weren't doing it, it was like the perfect level of teasing me. Yeah. And this guy, he's got jewel corn rolls. Did you see that? Did you say corn rolls? Yeah. Corn rolls. Corn rolls. Or is it corn rows? I was always under the influence that it was corn rows. I always thought it was corn rolls because it was like rolling down his head. But yeah, those are interesting too because aren't they... What makes them a corn roll, or as you say, corn roll? Is it the weavingness of them? Yeah, that's why I thought it was like a roll. It's like rolling down the. Okay. I might be completely wrong. I might have been saying this wrong my entire life. Well, uh, to be honest, I don't think, and I don't think anyone expects us as well. That's the good thing, for um two white dudes to really have a white dudes master with, uh, understanding yeah. of not that long of hair. Like yeah, know what we're talking about. So maybe we could like hire a hair specialist to come in and provide us with information on this stuff. But I would not be hoodie, against that hoodie coming off, huh? Yeah, I got a little too hot. I'm drinking a hot coffee and I've got a hoodie on, so it's like, yeah, it's 3 p.m. So that's <laughs> it's a light roast. All things, all right, all things to do. So yeah. we were talking about his bejeweledness. I was he. uh it looks expensive. He's disappointed that a demon slayer with a demon in tow is not flamboyant. That's all I can think about is how non-flamboyant Tanji is. And they will continue to, spoiler alert here, they will continue to say the word flamboyant every time they speak. Who which, is that? You're saying they as in this person? Yeah, as in, okay. as in sound. I believe their name is the okay. sound Ashira. Um... And I mean, to be fair, they they are putting on quite a show for us. They really I, it's are. It's a yeah. dude because it's like a it's well yeah it's a dude. He's a jacked dude. Yeah, you see his like buffed up shoulders. But when you see he's doing something, he's got like some sort of hair hat, and that's made me initially think like, okay, is it like a larger lady? But no, it's a dude that's just very cultured in style, and it takes the extra time in the morning to really make a statement. Mm-hmm. Then we got a girl with some pink fluffy hair, mm-hmm. and she thinks that this is beautiful sibling love, and it's very brave of him. So she kind of already knows that. We come to find out that they don't really know the story, but somehow this girl already knows the story. So I'm confused by that. I, I picked up on that later on in the episode, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, this is, I mean, what a sweetheart. She really just loves everything. The love, Hashira. Um, yeah. She's just in love with the idea of everything that's going on. And just a very positive outlook. I could use a little bit of this in my life. Yep. I say the same thing on the podcast. I've got such a positive attitude that when it when I bounce ideas off of you, it's yeah. like just brings it down. You are the love Hashira in this yep. podcasting relationship. And you are the wind Hashira in this. Who do you think's more flamboyant? Who's the sound? Who do you think's more fam- flamboyant? Me or you? Yeah. yeah. Travis. Travis. He's very flamboyant. So then the th- cleanup th- crew... Oh my god, that's hard to say. The that's cleanup okay. crew throwaway man tells Tanji that he is in the presence of the Hashira. And then that's when we get a tall blind man. Okay? It shows it. Shows it. It looks like a blind gentleman. I, I put... Ronnie, what did you think? Because I, I am now calling this person blind. Who are you referring to? The stone... The guy with his hands, yes, the stone. His oh, hands in praying format. He only, if you look at his eyeballs, well, he doesn't have eyeballs. He has only got the white, whatever the white is, the Sicilian. Uh, see, I'm not prepared to say that he's blind. I oh, now they oh oh, Ronnie. I think they show a blind character, and now you're against the blindness. I think that's pretty foolish of you to. Start making such such quick assumptions. The guy without eyeballs is not blind. He okay. is a what you call a demon seer. He's one. He's connected. He's His connected. Foresight. He's connected with the world around him. That's why he's like he's meditating right now. That's how much he's mastered his own mind. He's in the process of meditating while carrying on a conversation and a trial with all his fellow Hashiras. He can see very. I would argue perhaps twenty twenty. Okay. I'm going to argue perhaps 2020. All right. Well, we'll get a little bit more from here in a second, and I'll let you decide from there. Okay. Then we get a dude with Charizard-type hair. He's got like a little flame. 
type thing going on in his hair. Um, and then it kind of shows the whole crew. It looks like three females. Um, three females, a flamboyant man who we saw before. He's very, he's very handsome. Now we get, when we get the full view of him, he's a very handsome guy and a stone guy. So you go in three females. All right. So we got Shinobu's there. I thought three females. Then love. You thought sound was a female. You thought mist was a female. Mist. Yep. And then when mist talked, I was like, oh my gosh, that is not a female. Yeah. I think, I think it's a dude, but also it might not be. It sounds like a dude though, right? Missed. I yeah. I because I did the same thing initially. Because when I first saw him, I was like, all right, we got three girls, three dudes. And then after meeting all of them, I was like, all right, I believe the count is a four to two ratio. Yep. Um. Yeah, because right here we've already seen Giyu and Shinobu, and they they haven't put them in the the frame yet. So yes. So Tanji, <laughs> this was pretty hilarious to me. Tanji doesn't even know. But in what the a count, Hashira I was is. counting Shinobu. You were two, right? In your count, yes. Okay, but okay. in the frame at this moment, they did not have Shinobu. Okay. Um, but Tanji doesn't even know uh, what a Hashira is. He starts questioning, like, what do you mean in Hashira? I thought that was weird, too, because I was like, I'm pretty sure there was like a whole thing where they, where Yurokodaki like explained 10 levels to him and said the top one is like a Hashira. So I think Tanji just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I th- yeah, he was just like, I don't care about that. And he's just, I'm just going to do my... Th- All I care about is Nezuko. Who cares about that? Which Hashira? I do remember him trying to like slice a boulder for like two years so I can understand why his, why his attention, you know, went away now and then. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he had this information and just forgot it. I thought it was funny though because it's like not only he, his sensei, Red Rocket, but he was like, he was put into... He had that whole ceremony of being... in. Uh, put into the demon slayer court and they still didn't mention that to him right it's just like he lost that information just like so recently about a week ago um i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like sat math and they had like an ex- they had like an example equation that's not what the podcast is about <laughs> it wasn't just like Oh, you know, here I was working. You're thinking about going to take the SAT again. Here I was working my nine to five job and was just like, I'm gonna brush up on my SAT skills. No, no, no. It was like a little game they were doing, and they gave an equation. And I wrote it down and was trying to, you know, it was like a situation where I was trying to solve for y, and it included fractions and okay. numbers to the power of something. Didn't know where to begin. Didn't I looked at it and was just like, nope. My God, dude, that. That info, you were so right about that. You learn it, you take the test, and then it just disappears yeah. from your mind. I was pretty. I was looking at it for a while. I was like, I'm pretty sure there needs to be some sort of cross multiplication going on here. But I was out. I was like, nope, not happening. Yep. You ever used any of that info recently? <laughs> I have not. Okay. I have not. Stay in school, kids. Butterfly tells him that he is at headquarters and his trial is about to begin. And then we go straight into the OP. And then we come out of it. And you know what I'm thinking here in this moment? Where is Nezuko? Mm-hmm. My goodness. Didn't see the box. Didn't see the box. It's daylight. Yeah. You got to be concerned about that. We then get a word from this is where they start going through and telling us everyone's uh, Hashira type and name. Oh, sorry. Got a little ahead of you. Yeah, it's all right. But I was just so excited, and we had to—I mean, we had a reference to him. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. So we get a word from the Flame Hashira, and his name is Kyojiro Rengoku. Rengoku—that's pretty easy to remember. Rengoku. Okay, yeah. that one's fine. That one's fine. And he says that we can deal with him on our own because protecting a demon is clear violation of the code. So he's by the books. He's like Giyu, except Giyu is not actually by the books. As we're going to find, most people are. like. I'm, it's a good thing that the Master walks in here in a little bit, uh, because this is going to be a pretty quick trial, I felt like. Yeah. And then we get a uh, bit from the Sound Hashira, who ends up being Tingiz Uzui. Uzui? Or Uzu. I don't know how to... I don't really know how to say it. Tinjin. All right. So Sorry, Tinjin. Tinjin? Tinjin Uzui. So uh, Tinjin, that's pretty easy to remember, right? Y- yep. He says that he'd be glad to decapitate him with style in the most flamboyant blood spray you've ever seen. 
How do you think, if you had to like cut a head off, what is like the most showy way you'd do it, you think? Probably, you got to do like a, a back, like a spin while you do it. Okay. So you kind of have your sword and then you spin around and backhand. I'd tape like a, a machete to my leg and do a roundhouse kick. It's not very flamboyant, but I think mine, if you do it like a ballerina spin. Well, I'd, al- I'd also attach flowers. Okay, that's flamboyant. I like that. I think if you just did like a ballerina ballerina technique, you had like the tiptoes and everything, and you st- yeah <laughs> yeah You're very flamboyant. And then we have the love Hashira, What's Mitsuri Konroji. Yikes! She doesn't want to kill this adorable child. She's all about love. Okay, I like this person. She's just a lovey dovey. Konroji. I think. Okay. We don't know. Well, That's how it's typed right here. So. Stay tuned on that yeah. one. Then we go to the stone Hashira. His name is Gyomi Himajima. Okay. I think I did pretty good on that one. Okay. Gyomi Himajima. Tears are rolling down this man's face. And he says, what a pitiful sight this boy is. I pity him for have ever been born. So you can see. I don't know. I think he's... Oh, I love it. I love it when you find yourself <laughs> fighting for one of these He says guys. what a pitiful sight he is, but foresight. There's a thing called foresight where you can't actually see, but you're foreseeing. <laughs> All right, dude. You can't see, but you're foreseeing. This is pretty sad, Chaz. You look pretty lame right now. I, I think this guy's blind. Where's his Where's his pupils? You look you like such a fool. Where's the guy's pupils? Dude, Answer I'm me telling that. you, he's meditating. He's in the back of his head. You know where his pupils are? In the back of his head, rolled back there. He's seeing with his mind, and that's not really seeing. That's feeling. All, if I'm you just, get technical with it. When you're not looking, he's rolling them back in place. He's all right, I see him. <laughs> okay. he, when he's off screen, he just yeah. rolls them back. Then we go to the mist, Hashira. And this is where I find out that this is not a woman. I thought it was a woman, the long hair. But it's a man, I believe. And he says his name is Mochiro Takato. Yeah, is that a? It sounds like a guy's name. Yeah, it does. Toko, no, Tokatito. Oh, I, I don't now, know. Now I don't know. I don't know if it just misspell check. This, I give, there's, there's I give too you, much. There's I don't. Much. I don't think you're doing a good job. I'll say that. But I also praise you for trying to put the names in there and actually say them. Because I even had the thought while I was doing it, I was like, all right, even if I had to do the full notes on this one for this first go-round, I would not even say the name. No, I can remember them, some of them. You want me to go? Well, Rin Goku, you're going to say first because that one's easy. Because Goku, yeah. And Tenjin. Tenjin, yeah. Because tension, there's some tension in the air. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Then after that, the names, like those are fairly simple to say. After that, though, the names... Gyomi, I mean, I can say that, but I, is that how it's technically pronounced? I don't know. I mean, there's literally, there's seven to eight characters, if you count the master. Do they say the master's real name, too? I never got the master's name. They just call him master. Okay, so then there's seven people with seven names, none of them exactly easy, I would say. So, I was prepared to just call them by their elements. Okay. I, I would agree with that. The only, I mean, Rengoku might be the only one that I call by his name because it's... Goku. Yeah, and he's flame. And he's flame, yeah. I mean, and don't, you know, we'll work on it. We're going to work on it when we get into some, you know, one-on-one situations. Yeah. Like that that should be when we learn them. Because th- I'm not going to lie, I missed I had to pause, go back 10 seconds yep. so many times because they would show their name for not even a second on the screen and mm-hmm. then it would go away. And because I don't care what you think of me, I'm prepared to watch a couple episodes in um dub just to see how they say it. Because I'm an all-arounder. I love everyone. I'm kind of like the love Hashira. Miss and meet you. I'm going to act like I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, dub. Okay. You're going to come Actually, in. Actually, I'll say this. You're going to come might in. might not be a bad idea. <laughs> you're going to come in here stumbling over all these names for the next two seasons. Yeah. Just because you resist. I mean, can you imagine, though, not saying. I mean, I'll. I'll since we've covered Attack on Titan, this can you imagine oh not saying God. Eden? Yes, it's your same argument over and, and over no, listen, again. Eden or Aaron? It's obviously Eden that you say. Yeah, and how say. many times in the podcast would were we obnoxious enough to go Aaron? 
No, Eden. Okay. And you're going to keep reading your notes before I come over there and pop you in the mouth. So we got the mist, Ashira. He has some really good commentary here. He says, what was the shape of that cloud again? Yeah. What was it called? I also was wondering. (laughs) It's a beautiful day out. Yeah. Okay. I guess misty. The clouds are kind of misty. Is that why he's like so focused on clouds? I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, a little thing you might not know about clouds is they're just condensation. Condensation is comprised of mist. But he has some more comments later on that has nothing to do with mist, so I'm like, maybe this guy's just an idiot. I can't wait to get to him. I don't think he's an idiot. I think he's, uh, I'll be honest, Curious. so far, my favorite. Are you serious? Yeah, we're going to have a ranking later, and I can't wait to get yours. But you're dead serious about that. He's my favorite so far. (laughs) Really? Of the seven... Okay, I'm just still, I mean, I don't, what is this guy, he asked what type of cloud that was, and he's your favorite, that's all he said. I like him because of his carefree attitude. Okay. God, quit judging my top seven. T- Tanji looks for Nezuko, okay, he's, he can't, hear, wait he, to hear, can't wait to hear your list that's so well thought out. And... Well, Tanji hears that guy ask about a cloud, and he and he's like, what the fuck, where am I even at right now? He's like, where is Nezuko? It alleviates tension, well done, mist. Tanji, by the way, is bound up by his uh, wrists. Doesn't have anything around his legs, though, so he could run around if he wanted to. Um, and then the cleanup goof says that these are the nine highest-ranked demon slayers in the core. But we haven't even seen the nine yet. Yeah. Hey, if, you, if you crunch the numbers real quick, you're like, wait a second. Yeah. So, we come to find out that like these guys, they're all ready to put him out of his misery. They're not... Like you said, they're all by the code, pretty much. Yeah, not a whole lot of... I mean, the only one that I feel like is even close... Is the love? Is the love. Um, and that's literally just because I think she's looking at Tanji right now, like... As, um, like, a young boy with hope. Well, yeah, I just think anything that passes her gaze, she just, like, loves. So if we took Tanji away, and then they were, like... We put someone else in front of her... Like one of the other Hashiras, she'd be like, oh, well, I love you so much. I think what you're saying is right. Let's just do that. Yeah. So, then we go to someone in a tree, tree limb, just chilling there, and it's the serpent Hashira. I don't like snakes. Uh, Obinai, Obinai, Mm -hmm. Igoro. Okay. Sure. Wow. Okay. The serpent. The snake man. Yeah, serpent. Serpent. No. <laughs> the serpent Hashira. I can't even say the serpent Hashira. How am I supposed to say Obanai Igoro? <laughs> yeah. You can't even say the word that you know. This guy, he's got an interesting take here. He says, what shall we do with Giyu? Because he's just as guilty as Tanjiro right now. Right. And, the- and I like this because I wasn't even thinking about it. No one has even like mentioned that. Like no, it's like no one even cares that Giyu has done this yet, and then or they forgot, and then this guy's just like chilling in the tree. That's all he's thinking about. Yeah, he's being really snaky. Well, it's because he's got a bird's eye view on the whole situation. You know, Giyu's standing twenty paces east. Yeah, yeah. So is. a lot of people are, you know, they're not paying attention to him. But that's what I do like about the serpent. <laughs> he's keeping an eye on things. Yeah, and then they all look at Giyu because they're like, oh, he is over there. And and wow, I mean, you're such a, you know. Always an idiot talking about people's eyesight. Yeah, he's got two different color eyes. Jazz, is he blind? Which guy? The serpent. No, just because he has different color eyes doesn't mean he's blind. When he doesn't have pupils. Wow. Okay, I I will say this. They all look at Giyu except for the stone guy because he can't see. He just knows that Giyu's over there because his mind, his foremind. So yeah, he's just standing over there in the corner saying nothing. Just standing there menacingly. Menacingly, yeah. Doesn't have anything to say. And the love Hashira just talks about how he's standing way off in the corner and how she just absolutely loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Butterfly, this was interesting too right here. Um, She says that... Are you talking about Shinobu? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we just call her Butterfly. Okay. It's just like when, when we know their names, I just feel like confident. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going to throw that one okay. in there. Shinobu says to leave him alone that he came here without resisting so he can punish him later. And I put right here in parentheses, I think she's got a secret crush on him. And that's why she's been teasing him a little bit. And 
she's like, no, don't do anything to him yet. Cause she kind of knows he might get out of this situation. I think she's, I think she's down for him. I mean, yeah, there's nine of them. If you're telling me there's not some, you know, little school crushes going on, not believing you. So you think she's down with him? I don't know if she's down with him. Um, he's the hottest one uh, in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty hot. I do think that, like, and if we're not counting the females, I think. Well, it depends what you like, you know. Like, I think that, um, well, yeah, if we're not, yeah, yeah, if we're not counting the females, of course. I, I would need to have more time with the other guys to know. Like, if I thought they were hot or not. Well, I think some women will probably like the stone, Hashira, just because he's like a, he's a real manly force. Well, the, what's his name? The, the sound one is manly, too. He's flamboyant and manly, so you might, they might like him even more. Yeah, he's kind of like the prince of the group. And by the prince, okay. I mean like the actual guy, the prince. You know, he's like... He's a little bit taller, but yeah, very similar. But a little plain. You're talking about that the singer prince? Yeah, the okay. singer, the singer songwriter prince. Purple Rain, I believe, is one of the tracks he did. Very flamboyant, but also like an iconic man. Yeah. So Shinobu wants an explanation from Tanji. She just wants to hear him out. And it's it is kind of interesting too because when she was with Giyu in the forest. She didn't want an explanation at all. She was just ready to take him down. I think that when the crows came in and said, take Tanji and Nezuko to headquarters, and she saw Giyu defending him, that really changed her mind. I think she kind of has a little bit more discipline than the other the other folks. Because the other folks aren't even waiting on the master. Well, discipline, yeah, discipline. And, you know, the other ones might not know that they really said that. The crows, that is. When you, that, if you're, oh, that if is you're true. Shinobu and you heard that, you'd be like, oh, where is this going? Like, why? Yeah. Why did that I is get true that because order? when they, they could have just gotten a call that said, come to headquarters. Yeah. So she kind of had like a direct yeah. order. They might have just gotten there. and Yeah. That's a good point. You're on top of your stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Tanji then answers to say, she's my young, and then just starts choking on his own throat. No homo. He needs water. The boy needs water. He's been through a lot. So she, Shinobu, gives him some water mixed with some painkillers. Okay? She's kind of like a rogue doctor here, a prescribist. Yeah. That yeah. Pretty dangerous. I'm always the kind of guy, I'm going to take it in a pill form if possible because I don't want the whatever kind of, like, oh, you, does it taste like cherry? Guess what? No, it doesn't. It tastes like block. Yeah. And two, you just never know, like, all these people, one of these, one of these Hashiras has talked about flamboyantly decapitating him, and now he's just trusting that this is a painkiller that's not going to poison and kill him. Yeah, right. So, well, I, I guess he's also thinking like, well, if they could kill me right now, they could do it. They wouldn't have to like be yeah. sneaking me poisons. That is true. <laughs> but it'd be funny if she's just like, I snuck him some poison. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe like just in case we couldn't handle this. Yeah, you know handicapped boy tied to the ground he then says that she's my sister and he gives the whole lowdown of how he found her uh whenever his family was attacked and that she's never eaten anyone in two years and she's a cute demon she's very cute she's very cute i don't know if he said that part (laughs) but i did think that he uh i thought he made like a pretty good argument and i was like all right this is might actually get some people on his side no none of them cared (laughs) No, so yeah, they didn't believe him. First yeah. off, when he said the whole two years she's never devoured anyone or attacked a human, and they're like that one. Yeah, I guess that was also probably hard for them to believe. But yeah. he was just so passionate, and I felt like so well spoken. He did a good job public speaking. Sometimes we all know how that how hard that can be. Yeah. Um, but I felt like he really hit all of his bullet points and portrayed them in a good way, and then none of them cared. And then, yeah, I think even one of the Hashiras, I'm not sure exactly which one it was, mentions that, well, we don't technically believe you. We get why you're protecting her. It's your family. So, yeah, the, yeah, I, I, I remember which one it was either. It's like, now I can never believe you. Yeah, yeah. It's it might like have because been the serpent. You're going to protect your family no matter what, even if they have done something wrong, you know? That's kind of that guy's belief. I think it was a serpent, yeah. And he's very snaky. Like, if you notice, like, he's. That As serpent. In, like what kind of, like um, 
cold-blooded or he's sneaky like, is he sneaky like he's a, a little snake? sneaky like he's snaky like he the stuff he does is like low-key the stuff he said about Giyu standing uh-huh. in the corner it's kind of like ooh, he's like just wants to cause some trouble and now he's like right. well you've got family he's like you wouldn't you would never turn on your family would oh you? like, yeah very like conniverous is that the word i yeah i think that is definitely the word <laughs> I'm just worried that he's going to have a significant amount of snakes. We've only seen I, two, right? Oh, we've seen two? Or was it a two-headed snake? I only remember seeing one white snake. Okay, but maybe there... it was a one white snake. Um, but I could be wrong. But also, if you're the serpent uh, Hashira, I imagine you have more than one, and I'm just not sure. But even in an animated form. Okay. You're probably right. I mean, I wouldn't... But I think we talked about it one time on a Patreon episode, uh, patreon.com slash podcastchronic. Snakes are one of those things, like, I don't, uh, my body revolts them, but I'm also very interested in them, and I can go down, like, a five-hour YouTube hole of just, like, watching snake videos. As long as you're not touching them, it's not a big deal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or as long as they're not, like, underneath my bed. Okay. So, they don't want to believe him, and then... This guy, the, the missed guy that doesn't remember anything, he doesn't even know what's going on right now. He can't remember why he's even here. Okay. <laughs> he's All your right. favorite? Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> so, they want the master to hear this. They start, you know, they're kind of talking about it, and they're like, well, maybe we should let the master hear this. And then we get the wind, Hashira. Okay, this guy comes out of nowhere. He's got scars on his face. And his name is Sanami. So that's not that hard to or say. Sanami. Sanami. Shinazugawa. That, he's the one that had the name that kept popping up on my Shinazugawa. screen. Shinazugawa. And I was like... Shinazugawa. Yeah. He, one of those names where when you see it, you just see like the first two letters and then you're like, all right. And then... Yeah. Just think of Sodomy and then just say Sanami. It's like that meme where you see that name and you're like... In your mind, you're like not reading all that, and you just respond, "Oh shit, sorry that happened to you," or "Or congrats." Congrats, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he appears with Nezuko in the box out of nowhere. Like this guy has just been. Who even knows where this guy has been? I really weird. Yeah, it's very strange. It's like he's been listening around the corner. He's had the box this entire time. And he's I've like, got a theory, actually. Ooh, let's hear it. I think the uh, cleanup crew took the box to a safe location and then the wind man yeah he's one with the wind the sound carries through the wind he was a little late arriving to the meeting and he was like what we just let the demon like sit in this room by itself no i'm gonna go grab the box and then i'll come back to the meeting oh okay i like that he seems like a loose cannon like seems pretty foolish for them to just be like oh yeah here's the demon you go do whatever you want to with it yeah, he then stabs, he grabs his, he unseeds his sword and stabs it through the box. Yeah, easy for you to say, which you know made an enemy out of me real quick when he did that. Why? <laughs> Is it because the sword goes through Nezuko's chest? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty mean. That's when Tanji starts to lose his shit because it was very uncalled for, okay? This is not, I mean, why? You were already in the sun. She wasn't doing, it wasn't like she was clanging and banging in there. She was snoozing. Exactly. She was just catching some Z's and then you're going to start provoking her like that. So Tanji runs, starts running at him. This guy takes a little, takes a little uh, swing at him, but that's when Giyu yells, don't. And I believe, was he yelling that at Tanji? He's like, don't go over near that guy. That guy would whoop your ass. Or was he saying that as a distraction? If it was choice B, bad distraction, do something that takes longer, you know, use more than four letters if you're trying to distract someone, I think. Um, But also, I got to be honest, I don't, I'm not so sure how concerned I am with this wind guy. 
Really? Yeah, because if you've got that many scars, how good are, are you a at good your one. job? Really? I had that same thing in here. If you if you keep getting yeah. sliced or scratched that many times, how good are you actually? Unless we see what he does a little bit later on, he might be doing it to himself. Right, right. That is also one thing that. And then still, just like kind of a loose cannon. But for now, we haven't seen that. So my whole thinking was like, well, he doesn't look like he's significantly older. Than all the other Hashiras, so why does he have so much more scarring than them? And that's when Tanji jumps up over the sword and then just headbutts the absolute Ooh, shit out of this guy. This made me so happy. So unbelievably happy. We know that Tanji's head, for some reason, is like a cement block. Yeah. And it just, this guy being such a douche right from the start, as soon as he steps on the television screen. Or your iPhone, wherever you tend to watch these episodes. I did watch on the TV screen. Well done. Then it is... It's just awesome. It, it knocked him down a few notches, which I appreciated. It really did. Oh, that's what Giyu yelled. And I messed up. He didn't say don't. He said, Master will be back soon. So he Basically did. saying, I guess, don't put her in the sunlight or kill her yet. Master's about to be here. Okay. Because I had a joke later on. I did not remember that Giyu said that. I thought he literally didn't say anything the whole episode. So I was just like... I was like, do you think that his voice actor got paid for this episode? <laughs> you know? Well, he did. He said he said an entire sentence. So he got paid big time. How do you think that works? Do you know how voice actors get paid? I'm sure it is by episode. Now it's gotta be... Now I always like you always know. hear about actors like getting paid by episode, but I'm wondering if they just like take their full like contract and then they just divide it that way to make it more accessible to people, because it's like, dude, like think it's about kind a, of like a weird paycheck. Like I don't think they get paid that way. Actually, you think it's paid by verbiage? No. Think what was the guy's name in Jujutsu Kaisen that just says like a. Uh, like a form of ramen every once in a while just say yeah. one word of ramen bonito flakes yeah yeah bonito like how does that guy get paid he gets paid to just say random ramen it's recipes. really interesting right yeah because i always think that about that too like when you see like the mario movie and you see like the list of names and they're just it's like like mario's chris pratt person like yeah. the biggest like working actor right now and then you have like jack black as bowser and it's like, sure, like Jack Black, what a great choice for Bowser, can do a great voice acting, but it's like you're spending $20 million on people where you, I feel like you could have spent significantly less money and people would have still gone and seen Yeah, the like film. Jack Black, he, he's been in a band, he's a great voice, like that's a great choice, but like you said, you could probably spend way less and have somebody that does just as good of a job. Yeah, like an actual just like voice actor that does like cartoons or something that's just not as well known. And I'm in like normal movies, I'd be like, okay, people would literally just go see a movie because Chris Pratt's the main guy. But when it's like a, f a thing like this, it's like one, it's kind of already for kids. The older crowd, it's probably going because it's like Mario, and you kind of who's like going to be like, yeah, I'm going to see the new Chris Pratt movie. <laughs> And then shows Pratt. up to like Super Mario Bros. Well, they wouldn't say that. They'd say, I'm going to see the new Chris Pratt film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They would because he, I think he exclusively exclusively does films yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, and also the voice actor for Nezuko because she has to have one. She can't talk. Right. She's what said one word, the, the demon art word or whatever. It's just like, how so do you like, draw up a contract, you know? Yeah. That's why sometimes I feel like it's got to be, especially in like these animes, it's got almost got to be by verbiage, like you said, or like how many lines you have rather than episode. It's very interesting because obviously Tanjiro's voice actor has to get paid way more than Nezuko's. <laughs> yeah. Way more. I don't know. If someone knows how that works, let us know. I'm interested. Thank God I'm not drawn up the I would pay people so wrong. Oh yeah. They'd be what like if, they'd what be if like, they get like absolute shit pay. They just get like twenty bucks an episode. Like I don't well. You always talk, I mean, anime even more so, I mean, it happens here in the States too, but so many of the same people do voices for like all the different shows. So it is kind of like the Chris Pratt thing where I feel like they could be, I mean, I'm, obviously these people are skilled 
and I would argue the people doing this are probably more skilled and better voice actors than even someone like Chris Pratt is. But just because he's mainly an actor, not yeah, an actor. it's just like I think he's literally getting the job just because they're like, hey, you you should do this. <laughs> You're Chris Pratt. Whereas these people, you know, are never actually on screen. They're like, well, yeah, you have 37 years of voice acting work. Why don't you come in and do this for us? So I just looked up. The only voice actor I know by name is Yuki Kaji. Right. Voice actor of Aaron. What do you think he makes you in mean a year? You mean Aaron? <laughs> no, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> what do I think he makes a year? Is he like, how does he, how is there even a number for that? That doesn't make sense. <sighs> Because next year, I would imagine, is going to be different than this year. I'll say he makes two mil. I don't know. It's not really saying. <laughs> okay, well, then thank you for asking the question. It like says, you had he, it says four, four and a half mil. I don't know if that means a year or that's just his net worth. Right. Well, then now it's saying his salary is one mil. I. I don't think they know how it works either. I don't, either. I don't think they do. Because, I mean, to be like, he should have been, in theory, if it was by verbiage, he would have been making way less money in these past seasons yeah. when he's sad boy Aaron. And when he talks, he, he just talks like this. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even really talk for like... Yeah, he just talks. He yeah. just kind of talks like this because he's... Whereas when he was, you know, really putting in the work, like, I'm going to kill them all! <laughs> Like, that's a yeah. way harder day at the office. You're, you are right. Yeah, because even in that part, he's like, he's saying I'm going to kill them all as a 10-year-old child. Yeah. When he's like a 30-year-old man. Like, that's got to be hard to do. But, you like, no one is getting less money for a season four than they were a season one for a successful no. TV show. Right. That's all. We got to get into that industry. We got to get to the bottom of this. We got to get into the industry. Sorry, I knocked you off your notes there. <laughs> it was an interesting conversation. So, I'm glad we had it. Once he headbutts the guy, everyone is kind of uh, in awe and shocked that Tanji actually landed a hit on this guy. They granted it, w- it was they were like, "Well, Giyu did say the master's about to be here. Maybe he was distracted." But they're like, "How did that even happen?" No one said that. No, someone actually <laughs> did say that. <laughs> someone said, oh, yes. "Maybe it's a distraction." <laughs> oh, hold on, Giyu yelled at Tanji, which gave Tanji a little distraction. But everyone, God, who said it? I believe it was the serpent. The serpent was like, well, maybe you saying that? And he was like, just like thinking of stuff. Okay. He's like, I don't know. I mean, I would argue it's because like the, he jumped and he was tied and the guy was like, well, he's not crazy enough to do the headbutt. Everyone oh, yeah. knows it's got to be like the most painful way to attack. But then he did. And then right when he's about to just absolutely fuck Tanji up because he's pissed off at this point, we got the creepy fake twins from the ceremony. The horrifying haunted twins definitely was not glad to see them crawl back into my TV. Yeah. What was up with that? Do you see I don't how they know. Cr- they crawled to close the door? Yeah, and they they say that the master has arrived, obviously at the same time, because they can't say anything unless it's at the same time. It may. I gotta be honest. I like the master. It makes me like him a little bit less that he's spending so much time with these two. Do you think it's like he's like made them from like they're not real robots? They're not real. They're not yeah. kid. They're not kids and if they are they have seen some horrors and i'm questioning who the real bad guy is and all this you think it's the master did you see the kids have you seen the kids so we get a clean look at this the master's face who looks to be severely burned and blind 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 (laughs) this might actually be the only blind guy in the show i'm still the jury's out for the stone, Hashira. Honestly, the reason I'm not with the stone, Hashira, is is like I've been waiting for a blind character over three, over like four television shows over the past two years. There's no way I got two in one episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Now he is for sure blind because oh, we yeah. see the twins open up the door and then they have to grab his hand to walk him down the steps. He's definitely blind. Mm-hmm. I also, I'm curious to know how he knows, like, all of this. He knows a lot more than, for a blind guy, he knows a lot, if you know what I mean. He's always like, well, we do see in a little bit that Yurokodaki Euro sent him a letter, but it's also like, he just knows, it's like he almost just has a feeling all that right, this right. stuff's happening. You ready to get absolutely Looney Tunes? Mm-hmm. These two kids, like you said, the not real, they are extensions of himself that he made to pick up the senses that he does not have Ooh, okay they're extensions of himself and he burned himself in the process no 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 he didn't like he had to make them because he got okay. severely burned 
I also think, too, my theory was like, oh, maybe this guy's a demon fighting against Muzan. He was the second demon, and he's like, but then he just steps out into the sunlight. And he's yeah. like, what a beautiful day. <laughs> he's like, wow, yeah. I love feeling that sun on my skin. Yeah. Which I have here. That is one of the best feelings. Sun? It's like late morning, early afternoon, not too hot outside, but you step into the sun for the first time of the day, and it kind of just like... It's that time of year where it's... It kind of just shimmers off your skin, you know? Gives you a little kiss. Yeah. I love that feeling. Yep. Like when you feel... It's not heat so much, as much as just like you feel it giving you an embrace. Yep. So yeah, as they walk him down, he says that he's glad that they made it to the Hashira meeting without any personnel changes. Ronnie, 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 I think you said something about the Hashiras and if they change, like if, you know, what happens if something, if one of them dies or what happens if one of them just decides not to be one. It sounds like it's probably like kind of common because he's, He's like happy that there was no personnel changes. So maybe it's a semi-common theme if he's saying like, oh, thank God no one's changed. You know what I mean? As So like you're saying he's not in control of who's a Hashira and who's not? I mean, I think he could be a, to a certain extent, but if someone's just like, I don't want to do this anymore, they could just leave. Right. But Or, he, I mean, someone could go rogue. Someone goes rogue, someone dies, someone, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of... A lot of things, and he's he's basically saying, "Oh, I'm happy that it's everyone's still here." Well, so that I didn't even catch that the first time through. I was like, oh, "Okay, so this might be like a common theme." Well, yeah, he says like this uh, semi-annual meeting, mm-hmm. like almost. It's like um, I don't know. It's trying to get a like a family reunion set up where you know if you don't have people that genuinely actually care about people, it's like oh. So, you know, Anne's got something going on with the kids, and Michael, he's just got so much work going on right now, yeah. so we're just not, we're not doing it this year. And then you see that Michael is just pounding beers, like, yeah. watching television. He's not, he's not doing it. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> he's not, Michael is not busy with work at all. <laughs> Actually, the company laid him off about three months ago. So the wind guy, he slams Tanji's head to the ground. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy's a jerk. But then you look around and everyone's bowing but Tanji. So he was just trying to pay respects to the master. And it seems that everybody has mad respect for this guy. Um, the master then says that he sanctioned their situation. And he would like all the Hashiras to accept it. And he's talking about Tanji and Nezuko. He just says that right off the bat. And they're like, the fuck like how does he even know about these people they respect him so much but they all start saying that they can't accept it what he's saying because he hasn't explained himself yet he just kind of comes out mm-hmm. right out and says it except for the love lady you know she obviously loves right, right. she's, she's like, like oh, i'll do whatever, whatever. Yeah. and that's what i thought was interesting too why they have a great respect for him like most of them openly reject the idea of him letting tanji and nezuko continue which makes it seem like this is the first time, I mean, obviously, that this is the first time that anything of this nature has even come close to happening. So it's probably... Well, it just makes me think more about the relationship. Like, does that mean... Well, it's kind of like, say your master taught you something every day for 10 years, and then he just randomly decided to be like, no, that was wrong. Like, one of his points that he always made right was just like nope we're doing it this way you'd be like what the fuck i learned this for 10 years straight and then you're telling me this now yeah you could be i guess you'd be a little angry but depend like if it's the master that you're bowing to are you openly being like no this is bullshit are you being like what everything you taught me is just wrong now or like yeah it was all for nothing but he's he's very but i think they can do it because he's like i said he's very respected and he's calm, cool, collected. And he's the kind of guy who he's not going to be angered by them saying their peace of mind. He's like, yeah, go ahead and get it out. Get it's, it out. It's kind of like that overweight guy that we work with. Yeah. He goes to the doctor uh, you know, every other week mm-hmm. for 10 years straight. They keep prescribing him painkillers. Yeah, re-upping up, re on those yeah. painkillers. And then one day they just finally tell him, these actually aren't that good for you. And he's right. going to be like... What the heck? I just came to y'all every other week. 
He's like, bowed down to you. He's like, I haven't missed a month the past ten years. Yeah. They're like, hey. yes, actually, these have, in fact, killed you. <laughs> <laughs> They've made your back worse. But the master then says that he has a letter from a former Hashira. And the former Hashira is Yurokodaki himself, Mr. Red Rocket. Red Rocket. Let's go. In the letter, he explains that he talks about Tanji and Nezuko, obviously, and explains that she refuses to eat people, even when starved. And that if she ever does devour anyone, he and Giyu themselves will atone by slicing open their own stomachs. That is sick. And this just made me like Giyu even more. And he's just like, he's just staring directly ahead. No flinching. He's like, yep. He's like, yep, I said it. And you know what I like about Giyu? It's not even, obviously, that's a warrior mindset. That's so badass, being like that. But I like to think, too, that it's because Yurokodaki was saying that, and he grew Yurokodaki was his sensei growing up. So he just falls in line with that as well. Yeah, it's got to be because like we we haven't seen Giyu have any moment whatsoever with Nezuko where he would actually feel like okay, yeah. that I'm down with that. You he know, just respects Yurokodaki. The first that much. time in the ver- in the woods, like then she was like feral, like she was trying to. That was like right after she changed. She was trying to attack Tanji. Tanji just like begged him. He allowed it. He knew Urokodaki could take care of it. And then the second time, he went and saved him. Didn't even know it was Tanji at the time. And then even when he saw Nezuko, she was too injured to do anything in the first place. So it's purely off of Red Rocket's words that he's riding. And I love it. I absolutely love Giyu. And that is why he's my favorite. Not the missed guy. Dude, I obviously... I said multiple times, of the seven... You said of the nine, including... No wonder you were, no wonder you were looking at me like I was a fool, and I was like, "Well, what kind of list does this guy have that he thinks so well crafted?" But Tanji, when he hears that from the letter, he does look towards Giyu, and tears just start coming out of his face. Tears would come out of my face too if I realized how cool of a guy Giyu was in that moment. Right. I mean, that, there's nothing cooler than that. Is Giyu gonna give him like a a classic like? It's not because of you or her. It's purely based because of Rokodaki th- speech. No, I think he's just going to not talk like he's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you're probably right. <laughs> just not say anything. Um, but yeah, the wind jerk, though. <laughs> you see what I did there? Instead what did of you do? the wind Hashira, I just called him the wind jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the wind jerks you around sometimes. He jerks you around sometimes, and he's a jerk. He doesn't care. Um, he's pissed off. He doesn't. He's he's at the point now where he's you know he's in that uh, three year old phase where he doesn't like what he's hearing. And I'm did you? I'm still thinking about this. When they read the letter, did you go, aww? Yeah, I did too. I did. That letter was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yuro Kodaki, we kind of shit on Red Rocket a little bit in the earlier episodes, but he's so cool now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was cool then. It was just like, he just kept saying, he's like the boy who cried wolf. He's like, this is the only time, this is the last thing I'll do for you. And then he did like 27 more things. <laughs> even now, even now, even now, he's like, <laughs> he's like, this is the last thing I'll do for you. And then two years down the r- r- line, he writes a very poetic letter and sends it off to the master of the Demon Slayers and is like, by the way, I'll literally kill myself if something happens. (laughs) So badass, so badass. Him and Giyu, I like how he puts in Giyu because he he knows that like a former former Hashira is not enough. Like there's got to be a current one too. The master then says though, you can't prove that she will do it or that she won't do it. Like you can't prove it either way. Like you just you're not gonna know. Well, yeah, he's like, like here I have one current Hashira, a former Hashira, and a Demon Slayer. He's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, prepared to forfeit his own life in Tanji, like going to bat for this situation. If none of you have something that's like more convincing than that, then like this is the way we got to roll. Mm-hmm. He then says Tanjiro has. He says, one more thing. Tanjiro has crossed paths with Muzan. 
and he says Muzan by his first or last name or whatever. I don't know what it is. It's Kitsubuchi. Uh, Kibitsuji or something like that. And that's where I wrote in my notes. I'm upset. Like, I understand how the names work and all that stuff. But I'm just upset that they always use the more complicated name when speaking about people. They all... Okay. First off, here's how it goes. They say the last name first. That's how you right. do it in Japan. His last name is... Or his first name is actually Muzan. Right. But then... In Japan, you say their last name first and then refer to them by their last name. It's so, I don't know why they do that, but. Very confusing. As like I was saying earlier, at a family reunion, it just doesn't work. Like Giyu's first name is Giyu. They've only called him Tomiyaka in this. I don't know if you noticed that. They call him. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, why? I don't understand it, but. And it's just, once again, it's one of those things where it's like, obviously that's the way their culture works. Obviously that's how they're going to do it. But. There's also some shows that make it way more help us friendly. Out. Like if you want this to go global, yeah, help us out. Help the podcast chronicles out. You know, like, chat. help us out. <laughs> so they all start asking about him. They're freaking out. And uh, I will one more thing on that yeah. conversation. One thing I'll give the anime community credit for when I first got into this game. And I was given like and you hated it. I was given like nicknames to people and mm-hmm. stuff. I was always I was always kind of like, God, people are gonna like shit all over me for like not knowing the names or not saying them right. But everyone's been pretty cool about just like yeah, it's pretty hard to say. Just call yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like, like yeah, don't call him Tanjiro or every time just call him Tanji. It's it's yeah, fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> So yeah, they're freaking the fuck out though, that he crossed paths with Muzan because they even say here that no Hashira has even crossed paths with him, which is wild. I yeah. mean, he's that elusive. He's that elusive living in the heart of Tokyo. That It's like it's like what you say. It's like uh, the hardest people to find are the people that just hide in plain sight. Crimes exactly. hidden in plain sight. I do say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one who says that. But think about it though. He's... We already saw that, and then this goes back to it, is Muzan that hard to find because he's literally playing human? He's literally playing a fam- like a human family life. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just the perfect storm that Tanji was able to locate him because he smells really well, and he was the one who made Nezuko a demon. And so yeah, that's kind connection, of... connection, so mm-hmm. the others... I mean, that's so wild. Like, imagine you just walk by and you're seeing a demon, like, holding a baby and playing with it. Like, you would never know. And they haven't said that. I wonder if that will... I wonder if that's now implied or there will be a, there will be a moment where they, like, specify... Specifically say, like, Nezuko was made a demon by Muzan's hand. Like, all demons at this point, I feel like, are... Like, they're made from a branched off yeah. of Muzan. But, like, he did it. Well, how is also, how, I understand how yeah, I think you're I think you're right on that. But how did this is what I was saying about the master? How does he even know that Tanji crossed paths with him? That well, he he knows a lot of things. Like, well, Tanji yeah, hasn't he, told him. That's a fantastic question because I was also wondering how did Betty Croker get word to bring them to like how like the whole Nezuko situation? How did the master be like? Oh yeah, yeah, don't kill her. Like, cause that implies that he got a letter from Urokodaki, but then how did Urokodaki know, just years down the line, that they were like in trouble and they needed to be brought to the mansion? No, he sent that letter like right after they left. So this that letter's been he's known about the letter for a long time, cause he said he's known about this situ- the situation. The master's been like, yeah, I knew about this situation for yeah, yeah. And so then, like, why? How did the did the timing just work out perfectly? Is that what I'm supposed to understand, well, or why did... No, no, he basically was like, yeah, I'm not... He he knew about him, and he's like, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody. But I, then he found out when everything was going on, he somehow found out. I don't know if Betty Croker... So that's what off. I'm saying. In yeah. my mind, I'm like, is it just is it just Betty Croker? Is Betty Croker the biggest piece to play here? I think so, because remember, we saw the master playing with the crows. Yeah, he's a crow man. I he's told a crow you. man. Yeah. So okay. I think he's like got a... He might have what's it called the Game of Thrones thing where he like he is the crow. Okay, how about that? Wow, deep cut for someone who's seen two episodes. Well done. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's interesting that he knows that he crossed path with Muzan. But I guess if Croker told him, 
That's how you would know. Yeah, I'm going that Betty. Okay. It was a Betty bite. How do you like that for like little newsletters that, sound bring, bite, that like a... he brings over? It's like, oh, it's a Betty bite. <laughs> That's good. We got to start referring to that. So yeah, he even knows too that Muzan has sent pursuers out to get Tanji. And that Muzan never saw this thing with Nezuko coming. So you are, that he kind of implied here that he did end up turning Nezuko into a demon, but he probably never saw this coming, that she would not be devouring humans. And yeah. This whole situation. So the wind Hashira is basically like, fuck it, and just cuts his own arm. Takes out a sword, just cuts his arm. And he says he'll prove that this demon is a cunt. He didn't say that word, but I I don't know why it, I have that word. Yeah, in yeah I guess you were feeling explicit in your notes. He then drips the blood into the box where he already cut it. And this is just pure torture to a demon right here because a human, a Hashira human blood dripping in there. What do they call that special blood again? What did that demon sound, the demon that was clapping the things? Didn't he call this blood a special oh, name? Oh, yeah. I'm sure this guy has it. He's an Ashira. I don't remember, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm sure she is just drooling. Um, he then, they then say, wait a minute, dude. You're in the sunlight. She's not going to come out. So He's like, oh, good idea. Like, oh, Let shit. me come over here. So he jumps in the building, gets her out of the box, keeps dripping the blood, and then we see Nezuko is drooling like Ronnie over his fourth honey bun when he had forced himself to stop at number three. Yeah. Like I actually was successful. Um, so you took it as she was like drooling, like wanting to eat him. Yeah, dude. Okay. Special, special blood I mean, I'm, just dripping on I'm guessing on her. that's probably what they're saying, but I took it, you know, I've got the best feeling on Nezuko, or the best hope for Nezuko. So I almost took it as like she was just fucking pissed that he had stabbed her so many times. Oh, okay, well maybe that too. And, like, but, she's just going to come out just kicking away, not even try. And Okay, that might be the case, too. I just took it since he was dripping the blood directly on her, and she was, like, <sighs> making noises. So I was like, oh, she's hungry. This bitch is hungry. Okay. Hangry. <laughs> Hangry, yeah. <laughs> End of episode. End of episode. All right, so now we have Ronnie's top seven. Seven, not nine. <laughs> Obviously, Shinobu and Giyu are at the top. It's my top seven okay number one missed number two and by the way this is definitely typed out and i'm not going off the seat of my pants looking at the seven and saying which one i think okay okay number two stone i like his beads and necklaces he wears more accessories than johnny depp number three love number four serpent number five uh flame it's starting to fall apart. Number six, sound. Number seven, wind. Okay. I like it. That's a decent list. I'm surprised that... Uh, yeah, what do you... Give me your feelings on my list. The, the mist, terrible take. I don't Dude. see where you're with that one. Is Okay, whatever. Mist is going to be the coolest one, and I, you will rue the day that you... And, s- and I'm surprised that you had uh, Flamboyant so low. I figured well, you'd like him. Well, the reason I'm not with Flamboyance right now is because it's so... It's one of those annoying anime things. Him saying the word Flamboyant? Yeah. Yeah. I know you're... It's like, oh... If, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. We know you're a little uh, phobic in that yeah, area. Yeah, and I think yeah, we yeah. all know that that's not what I mean. It's just like, be more interesting. That's my take. Yeah, yeah, missed. That guy is interesting. Totally oh, not you, a trope. You don't he's think, totally not an anime trope. If you don't think that he's got a story to tell, you are wrong. Yeah. He would, but he forgot it. All right. So You just, you just wait for a foggy night, and then you watch him. All right? You wait for a foggy night, and then I'll be the last one laughing. Chaz is top seven, okay? Yeah, give it to me so I can shit all over it. Number one. Flame. Rengoku. He's got a cool name. Okay, yep. He's the one that all the middle schoolers like, so that makes sense. Oh, yeah, he's like he's like fire. He's like fire embodied. He's so cool. Number two, Serpent. I'm a, I, I I'm actually not, thoroughly enjoy Serpent. I'm not mad at Serpent. Okay. He's one of the more he's interesting cool. ones. Number three, that would be Stone. Was, I, he was also my number three. Good pick. Good pick. I like a blind man. <laughs> Number four. He's not blind. 
Number four. If he was blind, would he be able to accessorize so well? No. Sound. The sound. I I don't mind the flamboyance. I'm not. I've never it's been... not that I mind the flamboyance, but tell me one thing about him other than the flamboyance. His name is Tinjin. Maybe. There you go. One other thing. Didn't and say he anything. said he was going to decapitate Tanji. Flamboyantly. Blood spray. He mentioned the word blood spray. That's pretty cool. All right. Bad um, pick. Bad pick. Number five. I'm going to have to go with love. I'm going to have to go with love. I, I, I want more of her. I, I definitely want more of her. She's kind of cute. Okay. Pretty significant. Joe Hong Dong lose. Don't know if you saw that shot. Yeah. That's why I want more of her. <laughs> Number six. They lingered on it. The wind. I feel like there's more to this character. I know he's a douche, but there might be a little bit a better side to him yeah, because he did I, respect I so. the master. I hope so. I hope he's yeah. not just an angry boy number one all the time. And was there number seven? I can't remember. Let's see. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, the missed one. Yeah. Very interesting uh, character. <sighs> Whatever, dude. Well, you'll see. You'll That's see. That's my top seven. It was a fine talk. It was just fine. It was just okay. Patreon.com slash podcast chronic. Uh, join the Discord description below. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Link below. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chad. Oh. Well, actually, it's already. Never mind. Chainsaw Man. Peace. Peace.